When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, well, um, I'm Lamon Shockley, uh, Lamon Coleone on Facebook and all the other social media sites, uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, I'm the creator, the creator of the Colossal Master. Um, like I say, over the past two years since I talked to you, um, I had what, I think I had a little, I did, I had two litters back then. Yeah. I don't know if they hit the ground yet or was they, uh, on the way or what, but, I think, um. Yeah, you just finished one and then you were having another one, I think. Uh, but I do got a nail off of Kessler, that's Cognac. I, uh, pretty much showed him off, uh, a tad bit, uh, recently. And then, um, I got a female off of Zara, that's Sidel. Um, real nice. She actually bigger than a mama already. Uh, taller, um, she more built up like a father. She taller, more longer dog than her mama is. But got to look just like her mama though. Um, but like I say, uh, since then, man, the breed has been doing excellent. Like uh, a lot of people been recognizing the dogs. Uh, I get a lot of people on a regular basis hitting me up and asking me about the breed and puppies and studs and stuff like that. So. I'm definitely happy about that. Um, I, I actually have people who um, came on as breeders also. So I got, um, and, they, and I think by next year, yeah, by next year, um, there's a few other people besides myself who will be having uh, Colossal Masters uh, puppies and stuff, you know, something besides me. They still register through the American Dog Federation too. Uh, so, and they come directly from me, you know, so it's not like a, Staying when person got a dog for me and crossing to what they had and uh, calling them colossal masters, anything like that is directly for me and got males, females, and they'll start breeding by next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a lot of protection work with the dogs lately, um, especially back then. Uh, like a, maybe like a year ago, I think like, yeah, like the summer before last year, about, yeah, about a year ago probably. I went through pretty much the whole summer doing protection work with all the dogs, just getting them uh, up to the parts of where I want them to be. Um, this summer, I worked with the puppies. That's Cognac and Sindel and Loki. Uh, well, Loki about to be two years old. But, I mean, I still consider the puppy ain't full-grown to three. But um, I've been doing protection work with all, with all the puppies. Uh, They're doing excellent, real good, real confident, uh, biting good. Uh, just doing everything that I, you know what I'm saying, bred them to be. So I'm, I'm definitely happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I was registered through the American Dog Federation back then when we had the first interview. No. Um, I wasn't? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's new since then, too. I, I got the dogs recognized through them. Um, so they all registered through the American Dog Federation. I had another interview with Battlebred. And um, after that interview, I got a lot of people to recognize the breed through that interview, too. And also, the registry that I was uh, registered through, they, they liked it so much that they made me a judge through the American Dog Federation. So I got my uh, judge license and everything through them. I could, uh, you know, judge shows and uh, obedience and, you know, just uh, working groups. It's, it's, it's a, I think it's like three groups that I could judge. I got the license in the house. I have to go in there and look, but... Uh, that was exciting and then it was out the blue too so um, they've been doing like I say the, the breed been doing excellent they, it's everything that I always dreamed of mm-hmm. to be honest with you said hey, can you remind people what the foundation was with the Colossal Masters and, yeah. and your idea behind that yeah um, it's Neapolitan Tomasa African Borble uh, Pitbull game people uh, back in the day not the new recent stuff um, Connie Corso and English Masters mm-hmm. 
Um, I chose those. It's, it's, it's more so based off a of dog, more so based off of different dog breeds. That's what it's called, the Colossal Master, because it's, it's really based off my dog I had years ago uh, named Colossus. So he's heavily bred into these dogs. That's the way they kind of look and act the way that they do. It's based off him. The other dogs that I added in was just because I needed an outcross in to fit in with what my program was about. Um, a big, the Colossal Master was basically a, a big working dog, a big family protection dog. Um, they are big dogs at the end of the day, but they're not lazy by no means. They're not big, fat, sloppy dogs. They're not overly muscular or overly heavy bone dogs where they can't move. They, they real, um, they got real good muscle tone. They're more leaner than, like I say, more lean than heavy. Um, they, they, they're more, more of a running master, more so like a corso, a bit heavy and a bit bigger than a corso, but not as, uh, I would say like stiff movement as a Neapolitan master mm -hmm. and nowhere near bone wise as a Neapolitan master. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of in between the two. If I had to compare it in between the two, it wouldn't even be a Neapolitan master be more compared in between the corso and the presser. Mm -hmm. Um, they more got a, a temperament more like a presser, um, but a better family attitude, more family oriented to the presser. But they're bigger, they're bigger dogs than a presser, uh, taller dogs, and more stretched out than a presser. Um, but if I had to compare them to any dog that's out already, it would be between the corso and the presser. But to me, they, um, they work better. Uh, to me, and they um, actually, like I say, better family oriented dogs than. Uh, the two to me and I own both so it's, it's really hands on experience when I say that it's not just something I'm reading about or nothing like that um, and I guess that's I mean because I bred them that way at the end of the day I used in my program I used dogs that was everything was close to what I wanted and the outcome is is that at the end of the day is when you're using good dogs you get a good outcome and that's exactly what the Colossal Master is 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 um, like I say, an all-around good family protection dog. They do it with kids. I have my son with them. He's been around since they was puppies. Uh, he come out and play with them, uh, feed them. My girl the same way. When I'm at work, it's a, pretty much a 24-hour thing with them. From in the morning to 4 o'clock, it's me. And then from 4.30 to that time I get home at 12 or 1 o'clock, then it's both of us. So um, it's always somebody here, uh, you know, just to give them their basic needs, food, water, um, she know how to worm the dogs and I, I got to teach her how to do vaccines and all that, but she getting that. But uh, like I say, she, they, they do good. My, one of uh, my customers, he had one, uh, he just had a baby. Now, well, she about a uh, year or two, nine, but, um, by the time he brought her home from the hospital, he had out there with the dad, the dog got around her. He was perfectly fine. He was like protecting her the whole night. It was never no issue. She was going over and crawling and messing with the food and all that. He never harmed her or anything like that. So that was, um, A1 about him. Um, but I, I kind of knew that anyway, cause they do, they did do with my son all these years. My son 13 years old and, um, he do excellent with him. But, uh, like I say, they, they real good, um, Dogs that really train on your lifestyle at the end of the day. Um, whatever kind of person you are, that's the kind of dog that uh, they'll be. They always gonna keep that protective, that protective instinct. Um, they always gonna keep you safe if you're going out, and you will notice that at an early age. They start showing it about four, five months. Yeah, you know, I had dogs that eight to ten weeks that wouldn't let a stranger get close to me, even though they little puppies and they they can't really hurt nobody. But they were showing it that early and just like damn that's crazy that they really doing this at this <laughs> at this age and confident with it too you know really full fledged and going towards the person and everything so I was like oh man this is crazy but around four five months um if you're doing the right thing and I mean like really bonded with your dog uh really spending time taking care of them really showing them how you living and and, and really give them get them used to your lifestyle they'll, they'll protect you with their life at the end of the day. And that's, and that's without, um, training. Now, I'm not saying that they go, um, full fledged and go out and bite nobody at the end of the day. It ain't like that. And, um, it, as far as, you know, training, it's always you got to touch the dog first. And no dog is just going to 
it's it's a certain few dogs that's gonna really get out here and really make it through to do without any training on them. So that's why I train my dogs in the first place. But they do show signs of it at an early age and, and majority of the time when I put them in a situation as far as going into training, they do excellent um immediately. It's not really a situation where you gotta do a whole bunch of agitation and uh, you know, really trying to get them the dog nerves to, to get the dog to uh, you know, fight back. They naturally do it just off the bond of, of you, a bond of you being there and just knowing that you in a situation where that dog, where you need that dog and that dog will come through for you. Um, well, you know, since the, uh, I got my judge license now, um, I'm thinking about doing some uh, shows, like a lot of master shows. Like I said, I got a few people around the world in different states who have the dogs now, so. That would be something that um, I talked to them about it too. That's something that they'd be interested in, and hopefully, people in the future who buy dogs, that'd be something that they'd be interested in too. And I think it's you know just something to really market the dogs and really get them out there. Um, I did a couple of uh, what you call it, like really uh, like events, like at the at the park and stuff like that. I got people coming out, even if you don't have a Colossal Master, whatever dog you got, it was like one of those kind of events, like just come and show up, we all, uh, you know, meet, greet, network, uh, see each other dogs outside of Facebook, you know, because uh, all we look at on Facebook is just pictures and people could Photoshop and do all kind of crazy stuff nowadays, so it's always good to just see what people got in person. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, you know, people be nice people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times on Facebook, people think that everybody is like haters and they think they're against everybody dog. And a lot of times it's not even like that. A lot of these people are like really, really nice, genuine people. Yeah. But um, I, I'm, I'm trying to do, I want to do shows. You know, I got a couple of breedings coming up. I got a breed I actually just did last week that's dropping in November. That's going to be real nice. Um, and just, you know, really doing as much as I can as far as promoting. I'm, um, I'm putting a website together too. I actually bought the website already and everything. I just got to put it together. So that's something I'm going to work on. I meant to do that this summer, but, uh, we just had a baby. I just had a daughter, uh, last month, 29th. So uh, we've been doing, um, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, she keeping us up at night and yeah. stuff like that and going to work and dealing with the dogs so it's a lot so when I get uh, some free time I'm going to start working on the website uh, you know we have all the dogs on there um, not only um, in my kennel at, at my house they had uh, dogs from you know everywhere mm-hmm. that's pretty much uh, in different states right now upcoming litters um, the protection stuff that we do um, all kinds of stuff, history on the dogs, you know, uh, the reason why I put the dogs together and where they at right now and getting into the uh, American Dog Federation. Hopefully I can get into some of these other registries. Uh, the problem, it's not really a problem getting registered with other registries. It's just the fact that it's such a new breed that registries want to call it a band dog. And I, it, I'm not really messing with the registry that I want to call it a band dog because I put so much work into it all these years and it's so consistent at this point. I just wouldn't really want to mess with the registry who's going to give it the name that I gave it. You know right. what I mean? Right. So um, that's that. If I, you know, anybody want to register, want to come on board with me and really register dogs as Colossal Masters, I'm, I'm, that's what I really want to do. Just like I say, get them out here as, as much as I possibly can and really get people to understand that this is... Um, this dog is everything that I, that I say they are. And, and I really, the people who get the dogs from me, they, man, they call me all the time and they, they say the same thing. They be like, oh my God, man, this, you said this and you said that, man, I, I can't believe it. I ain't never had a dog that, that was like that in my life. And I'm like, yeah, and it's so crazy because of uh, the litters that I had last year, or well, two years ago, should I say. Um, I had people came and got, you know, uh, published from the first litter. And, you know, I had the next litter a few months later. Now, within these few months, these dogs were so good at their own that they, these 
the second letter basically went to the people who got dollars from the first letter. That's how impressed they was within a few months. It was like, oh my God, I can't, this dog is like, man, it's showing the protectiveness and all this already is, is doing such and such. They easy to train. And I mean, I'm coming back to get another one within like, I, what it was like, I think it was like three months apart. And I was like, man, so. Like I say, everything that I, I, I say, I bred them that way to be there. And I don't try to sugarcoat nothing. I, even when I do protection work, I show flaws and all. At the end of the day, I, it's no perfect dog. And then that one's so people that I'm, I'm constantly building. I'm not at the point where I'm at a standstill. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm finished. That's what it is. No, it's always something to fix um, with the breed dog at the end of the day. It ain't nothing perfect. And as a breeder, as a good breeder, should I say, you want to do everything that you can to try to get the best possible dogs that you possibly get. And that's, that's my intent with this whole thing. I, I like what I got right now, but I'm always, um, you know, I'm still researching. I know a lot about dogs and not just my breed, about a lot of breeds and just everything to do with dogs itself. But I'm always still researching and just trying to find something new. It might be something that I thought was right and realistically might be wrong and somebody corrected me on. I ain't afraid to say, oh, man, I, I was wrong. I'm always want to learn. So as long as I could uh, learn and build from it, that's fine with me. And that's why I apply to these dogs. And that's I think that's one of the big reasons they um, they all had a yacht. Um, now, I got a few generations to go before I actually need an outcross, mm-hmm. but that is something that I've been thinking about. Um, that, but it, if I, you know, um, if I do, when I get to that point, it's always going to be something that's, um, uh, that complements what I already have. I never go out really outside the box, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like with breeders, I mean, with breeding, Whatever you put in is going to eventually come out. So I'd rather go uh, with something that's really consistent with what I already have um, as far as look, temperament, uh, movement, um, you know, stuff like that. A dog that and a dog that's kind of already proven as, as far as breeding. Um, I don't want to just take a random good dog that ain't really been bred before and I already know what this dog's doing is just take a chance. I'd rather take a chance on a dog that's already got some established dogs out here and I gotta know, you know, what he coming to the table with at the end of the day. Um, so with like I say, when the time comes, that's that's pretty much the mindset of uh what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um uh, to me, if it was something that's pretty similar and uh, it would probably be oppressor. Um or press across, maybe. Um, I always say I ain't want to put presser in my dogs because I want to, in a way, kind of compete with the presser. So I ain't want to use presser in my dogs. That's kind of like taken away from the competition in a way. But um, I don't know. You never know uh, yeah. when it when it get when it gets to that point. We'll, we'll see. Well, I don't actually co-own dogs, but the dogs that I do uh, sell out. I do have breeding rights on them, okay. so I can use, uh, you know, whichever dogs that I really want. Um, it's just really a matter of getting there to do the breeding or them getting here, however we, uh, you know, set it up. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one thing I always do. I always try to keep the breeding rights because uh, just the dogs on the yard, I don't, don't want to keep breeding until I get too tight. I'd rather, you know, take uh, some of the stuff to other litters that that was around and you know bring some stuff back up to the forefront and you know stuff like that so mm-hmm. i always make sure i keep everyone racing all the dogs yeah yeah that's especially cool. right now it's so early and you know they, it ain't a really recognized breed like that like that so yeah at this point i always try to make sure it's always keep breeding rice as i need it at this point <laughs> right um, well, like I said, when I, it was based off Colossus. Like, Colossus was like one of the best dogs, if not the best dog I probably had growing up. So, um, I wanted to expand on him. And, um, as long as I kept that temperament, that look, and I wanted to expand on the size. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't really, uh, as big as these dogs were. Um, he was shorter compared to them. They got the same body style and same look like that, but he's not as tall and as stretched out as the dogs I have now, which is fine because that's exactly what I wanted, a more tall, 
stressed out version of him. Um, but for the thinking wise, um, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's uh, you know, just keeping that that Colossus look, keeping that temperament, um, keeping that consistency as far as breeding dogs and selecting the right dogs to, to further on the program and just uh, keeping them healthy. That's the one good, the other good thing about uh, my program is out of 17 years of breeding these dogs, I haven't had any health issues. As big as these dogs are, I, I ain't had a dog with hip flesh yet. So, that's outstanding, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 and not only just my dogs that I'm keeping at home, I'm talking about people who bought dogs and stuff like that. I never get phone calls saying that dogs uh unhealthy or got any kind of issues or anything like that. So as long as I can keep that going, and that's why you, I'm strict about what what go into my program mm-hmm. because I don't because I got that kind of reputation of having big healthy dogs. I want to keep that reputation after the dog. So um, I want to go into a dog that's that's healthy, you know what I'm saying, and, and producing healthy just like they are. Um, but it's, it, and that's and that's pretty much um, as far as you know future future stuff um, with the breed. It ain't really too too much um, as far as now that I'm looking to change up a bit. They they pretty much good structurally. Um, like I said, a good family wise, temperament wise. Um, I do wanna get them into the hall into hogging. But you know, I'm in Chicago, so we don't even have hogs or nothing that out here. But I would love somebody down south. Uh, or, you know, just in a situation where they got hogs in the area and they can actually do it. I would love to see one of them in that doing that, you know, that'd be my dream. It'd be really my dream if I could go with them. I'll take the dog, you know, learn how it go, and then take the dog yeah. and do it myself. But uh, yeah, that's 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 really that'd be something I want to do right now, as far as these. But um, the males, they're about twenty-eight to thirty inches, um, one hundred and sixty to one hundred seventy pounds. The females, they're about twenty-six to twenty-eight, and they're about one hundred thirty to one forty. Um, color-wise, uh, it's different shades of brindle. Uh, blue brindle, mahogany brindle, black brindle, uh, you know, just the basic brindle, uh, black, and uh, fine with the black match. And uh, oh, yeah, I did say mahogany. But yeah, those are the uh, colors of the Colossal Master. Uh, you know, that's the standard as far as size-wise. Um, and, and they pretty much, yeah, especially nowadays, they come out consistently that way. Because the females really ain't that much uh, smaller than the males. Um, they all got the same attitude, meaning they all protective. To me, the females might be a tad bit more protective. I don't know if that's just a female thing or what, but to me, they seem to be a little bit more like, yeah, we really ain't letting nobody get close. You know what I mean? The males, like, they like that too, but sometimes they could be a little bit more chill about. Um, but it's, 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 man, it's everything that I... Uh, Man, it's everything that I bred these dogs to be. Yeah, they they got they got Colossus down to the T. And uh, even like the people that um you know that I grew up with uh, as far as when I had Colossus and um I knew the dog knew Colossus and and seeing you know what I've been doing throughout the years, they say the same thing. Like man, you really you really outdid yourself as far as you know what I'm saying taking Colossus to the next level and like making a whole breed out of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I definitely, you know, I, I try, like I said, I try the best I can to make sure that's that that's what it is. And, and I'm glad that people really notice that that's what I'm doing and notice the work that I'm putting in and uh, really taking the time out. And, you know, give me the, the, the shout outs and, and uh, hitting me up the messages and, and people coming out and seeing dogs and stuff like that because I get people laughing on Facebook because I ain't one of those guys who be like, oh yeah, we can meet at, uh, you know, at a gas station or stuff like that. I, you can come to my crib and actually come see the dogs. I'd rather you do that than mm-hmm. you see uh, a Facebook picture or a Facebook video because I got the family here. I'd rather you see the family in person. And, uh, you know, I got the dogs registered. So you get a pedigree, uh, you know, it's, it's names and pictures and stuff like that, but if I got the dogs on the premises, it's better for you to come see the dogs on the premises to send a dog on a piece of paper, you know? Right. At least that's what I always was brought up at that mm-hmm. day. If I could see it, I want to see it. I, 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 
I ain't really too quick to take somebody's word for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, research. Yeah. Definitely research. Know what you get yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as breeding, and as far as the more important part, uh, the dogs that you're gonna use. Mm-hmm. Because when you're breeding, and you're trying to, especially when you're trying to create something, mm-hmm. it's always easier to start off with quality than it is to just use uh, anything with a breed name just because this person say it's such and such. Mm-hmm. If it, and it don't even uh, represent the dog at that day. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of that kind of stuff out here nowadays. People call it uh, dogs' names that it, that it ain't, you know. And people who don't know if you, like I said, if you don't do your research, you don't know, you, you'll, you'll fall for it. You'll bad and you'll be out here parading, thinking it's uh, whatever dog breed you thought it was, but realistically it ain't. So it's always good to know what you get, know what the dog is about, what the dog's supposed to be, uh, what the dog's supposed to look like, act like, um, the whole nine. And then you go from there. And then you select a breed from there. Whatever your goal was uh, for your program, when you having those letters, you select a puppy that's got the traits that's close to the goal or yeah, y'all can say close to the goal because you ain't gonna come straight out the gate with dogs that's representing the goal immediately. So whatever the dogs is getting close to the goal that you um fit as far as standard for your program, those are the dogs that you wanna keep. And those are the dogs you wanna bring together. You constantly repeat that cycle as far as selecting dogs. And after a while you'll have a a, a program of dogs that's uh, selected to us the goal of the program and uh you know that's just going out you know and like i say good good dogs don't settle for anything don't just because this guy said it's a tiny car so uh and it's realistically it's mixed with some pit bull or anything else know what a tiny corso is so you can go get a real tiny corso and whatever dog breed it is it's a whole lot easier starting off with it's hard coming back when you're starting off with crap and then you want to add in good dogs over time. Because guess what? You got crap in your program. So you're going to produce crap. You, and you're going to have to breed that crap out. You know what I mean? Ain't no telling how many generations of breeding that you got to do to, to uh, breed it out. But that's a long process that you don't even want to have to take. So just start off with something good and select good dogs from there and, 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 uh, Continue on your program, you know, selecting good dogs, and I guarantee you, you gonna have you gonna you have something good at the end of that. But you gotta have a vision, though. You gotta have, you gotta know, you gotta know what you're looking at, and and you gotta you gotta realistically know what you want, and be able to handle it and all that. Like you know, everybody nowadays pretty much act like they want to kill a dog and all that. Like, oh yeah, my dog, everybody dog do protection work, everybody dog want to protect and all that. But as we see, you know, it's Facebook videos and YouTube videos where you get the uh, random people who walk into people's houses, you know, it's all uh, recording and stuff like that. But the dogs are completely running off. You know, people really thinking that you, they didn't even touch the dog. Dog ain't never did no kind of work in his life. And just because the dog is outside the, the door, outside the gate, barking and acting a fool, they think, oh yeah, this dog gonna bite somebody if he come in the yard. But the whole time, when somebody do come in the yard, the dog taking off. You know what I mean? So it, you gotta know uh, what you're looking at. You gotta be realistic with yourself. Don't be candle blind at the end of the day. Um, really know what you got and really know your goals and really know your standards and don't let nobody um you know tell you uh what you can't do and, t- and tell you how to run your program at that day. it's okay to take advice but don't let nobody run your program you know what you want you know what your goals are and breathe towards those goals oh it's um man it's 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 super important we I ain't gonna say it's, it's super important like that because I mean you can always go to the bed, but it's like it's convenient. That's what that's what I can say. It's convenient because when you got so many dogs and then it's they big and depending on what kind of car you got, you got to take multiple dogs to the bed. Like when you can do it at home, is 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 so man, it, it's just so convenient. You can shoot everybody up right there, write it down on the shot record, and call it a day. Now when it comes to rabies shots. I gotta take dogs to the vet, but that's 
that, that's six trips in one day. Uh, 
uh, for the most part. Uh, but they all got that, um, they had, like cats in the house. Like my dogs come in the house, so I think people get the assumption that I keep dogs outside all the time, but I don't. Like the dogs come in um, at a certain time of the day. And when they all in the house, I just don't let dogs roam the house, like six dogs run the house all together. First off, they're too big for that. And secondly, that's just something I don't do. I don't just let dogs roam the house like that. I have, I might have one or two out at a time, but they'd never be all six at a time. Yeah. And they don't even get along uh, with each other to run all six together like that. Right. Anyway, but um, they act like cats in the house, man. They, they, they real life want to be up under you. If you're not petting them, you could be petting them. You know, maybe five, ten minutes or whatever like that. I'm talking about showing a real love all between the ends and stomach the whole night. Then walk away for maybe a couple of seconds and be right back up on you, man, rubbing and like like a cat do how cats catch me, like rubbing up on you and all that, trying to get you to uh, pet them and stuff like that. They do the exact same thing. Or they put their head on top of your lap or they fall on top of your lap. They just always want some attention. But... Like I say, if anybody you back be chilling or whatever like that, anybody comes to that door, oh man, they going ballistic. Not not ballistic to the point where you know it's uncontrollable, but just ballistic to let you know that it's it's somebody here. Now the, the smart thing I like about it, they might do all that before you know go open the door, things like that. But when you open the door to somebody that you know, they come all the way down and accept the person in the house and it's fine and dandy, y'all can sit and have a good time, but if it's some strange person, which hardly ever happened in my house, I don't ever get no strange people coming over, but if they do, oh, they going crazy. I ain't never got to worry about nobody breaking in, a car getting broken into, uh, uh, my girl here by herself, or she might be out walking the dogs, or ain't nobody harming her, my son, anything, nothing like that. They, they always on point. Always, so uh, to me, that's that's one of the most impressive traits about them, especially for a master, because a lot of master breeds uh, lack that nowadays, um, and and a lot of master breeds just lack the, the ability to just work and, and protect uh, in general. Anyway, you know, a lot of these dogs are so watered down these days that man, you know, a lot of people are, they put so many human qualities on these dogs and treat them like humans that it's almost like. The dogs down and forget that they dogs anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, always treat my dogs like dogs. Don't get me wrong. I, they get the, the best of the best, but at the end of the day, I still allow the dogs to be dogs. I, I, I never, uh, do some of the stuff that you see out here today that was just insane. Some of the, some of the, uh, her mom, her mom, her mom, her dad stuff that you see out here today. No, I treat my dogs like like dogs, and, and I think that's why they uh, throw that down the line, and, and they keep that ability to uh, keep that protective instinct and still keep that family orientation and, and stuff like that. Um, I feed Victor, and I feed Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I combine the two. Like I I get chicken quarters, pigtails. Um, Oregon meat, so I might get a, a, a pig heart or, uh, you know, beef liver, uh, stuff like that, like Oregon meat or whatever like that. I chop the Oregon meat up, uh, give them a whole uh, chicken quarter, um, a cup of Victor. They get some fruit. They get, like, uh, strawberries and blueberries, and then they get uh, mixed vegetables, too. Mm-hmm. So I mix all of it up. They get fed twice a day. So at like seven o'clock in the morning, when I get up and come out and clean up the first time, and then later on in the day, uh, either I do it before I go to work, or my girl will come home and feed them and clean them up when she get home. But it's the same thing uh, that they eat in the morning, same thing that they eat in the afternoon. Uh, Sundays, I don't feed at all. I give them a day to uh, put themselves out, uh, you know, from the whole week. And uh, Monday, we start the whole repetition back up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. definitely are. Because yeah. the dog food itself got all the vitamins and minerals that your dog needs exactly. to strive every day. When you yeah. feed and straight raw, it's pretty much a big protein and calcium diet from the bone yeah. And, yeah. and just the meat alone. It's heavy protein. And that's why uh, you need to put, if you're going to do straight raw, uh, you definitely need those berries, you need those vegetables, you need yeah. a good multivitamin, 
uh, all that because you got to replace everything that you miss without the dog food. So that's why that's definitely why I always try to give them a good quality dog food to go in with the raw to make sure I ain't missing nothing. And on top of that, they get a, a multivitamin every other day too. You know what I'm saying? So they definitely not missing anything. And I can tell the difference. Um, from using the raw. Uh, when I first started out, I, I was I wasn't using raw. It was, it was just strictly uh, dog food. But um, you can tell with the raw man uh, when they you know using it, it's less, um, it's more, it's smaller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, you know, without getting too detailed. Um, and, and the dogs look uh, coats look better. The dogs just look healthier. Um, Everything about them is just to me. It's just the dog just just grow good. Um, Cause I actually start with a puppies giving them a raw. I start when they're about twelve weeks. I uh, mix a little raw, not too much. Maybe a little ground beef. Um, I maybe cut a quarter leg in half and see uh, if you can eat all of it. I might take the bone out and just give them skin and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, I start them off early and and just build them up into a full diet. And yeah, the, the change that I've seen, they, they just grow different to me. They, they grow better, they grow, they grow healthier. And on top of that, I, um, you don't really see no, no joint issues either when you're using the uh, raw either. Um, like, you know, you get some big dogs, if you overdo it, um, if you, depending on like, you know, what kind of dog food you're using, if it's a high protein dog food and you overfeeding the puppy, um, you know, a lot of dogs, they start knuckling over. But uh, with the raw, oh uh, man, I ain't, I ain't haven't seen that. I, and I only had one dog, maybe two. I think I had two that was that I had that I seen as puppies that knuckled over when I was just using uh, straight dog food years ago. But like I say, uh, since I started the raw and dog food mix, man, I ain't seen a dog knuckle over uh, ever. Uh, like I say, they all got good joints, uh, hips good, move good. Um, growing good, um, man. I, I can't complain. It's, it's it's the best solution I think I ever made. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, I, I I just um, you know, I just I just want to see the breed grow, man. I, I want to see people, um, uh, actually, you know, have, like have people go out and looking for porcelain, the presses, and more. But I want people to be out here looking for philosophy, right? You know, because like I say, it's everything that um. I think people won't in a master breed it then they everything that uh when you read uh on these different uh even you know just masters in general you know masters got a history within themselves um they they all that a more at the end of the day um it's a lot of stuff they everything that the old dogs uh were you know man it's kind of like bringing the old dogs uh to the new generation at that day uh, they still, they still got the size. They still impressive, but they still got that that guardianship and the companionship together that a lot of these dog breeds today that you really don't see. You know what I mean? You might have dogs that got the size. You might dogs got dogs that got the look, but the protective instinct ain't there. A lot of these dogs are just too too nice. You know what I mean? And you get, you got people that's fooling themselves at the end of the day, assuming that. Uh, just because the dog is that size and he looks intimidating that the dog is going to perform, um, you can always just come and get your colossal mass and that's got, the, that's got uh, you know, just an imposing look. Um, still got the family uh, aspect and, and going to uh, actually be real life protective and, and they go uh, fraudulent about it at the end of the day. It ain't nothing that it's a gangster game. This dog is real life. Um, gonna be by your side if, if things, you know what I'm saying, get to that point. Uh, so, and, and, I, and I'm proving it though, like too, because at the end of the day, you gotta think, my whole, I got a whole, I got six dogs over here right now. I got a whole yard of uh, everybody uh, doing protection work. Most programs that you see out here, you got maybe one or two dogs that's working, you know what I mean? Or when they having litters, you got one or two dogs that's uh, actually making it do what it do. I'm having litters where majority of the litters coming out, uh, working dogs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On a consistent basis. Um, like I say, every man's one of my dogs in protection work. Um, a few people that got dogs for me, the people who actually, um, are doing, you know, protection with them, they are doing excellent. The others who I, who, you know, they might not 
be into the whole uh, protection scene of it. They just want a dog that just got that natural instinct. They doing a, a real good job at that because, like I say, it's built into them without you even having to go into really having to go into a whole protection thing to get to wake it up. It's already woke. You know what I mean? When you when 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 you just doing the protection with them, you just certified and make sure that this dog is gonna make it do what it do when the time comes. But it's already there. Um, the people who got dogs call me and tell me all the time. Um, I've seen it throughout generation through generation. All my dogs, I post videos on them. Um, the whole nine. So they definitely are legit masters that actually do the job and actually. Um, everything that I realized later, say that they are. Um, man, uh, a few. Um, well, first, my uncle, uh, Herb. He the one who pretty much got me started with the wheel. Besides my old man, uh, him and my old man, they the ones who pretty much got me started with the whole uh, dog thing in the first place. Uh, Colossus actually came from my uncle. Uh, so he definitely, you know, really got me started as far as my program. Um, Tim, Tim Odom, uh, he the one who uh, breathed the Ileana blood mass. And that's my, my guy, too. I've been knowing him since I was a kid. Um, he really been supporting me and supporting my program, man, since I started it. And, you know, we kind of pretty much started together. Him a little bit before me. But, you know, we throw ideas at each other and, uh, you know, give each other good advice on our programs and stuff like that. And he been, you know what I'm saying, there since the beginning. So definitely him. Um, who else? I'm probably missing a few, but for the most part, uh, that's who it is. Look at them going crazy already. But for the most part, that's uh, the kind of ones who really, you know, support me and, People I could really call and go to and uh, ask them what they think about certain stuff uh, as far as, you know, breeding and different dogs and things like that. Uh, also, I do want to, uh, you know, kind of shout out my people who came on as breeders. Uh, like, I'm going to still give them their Facebook name because I don't want to put people got, uh, names out, you know, uh, because, you know, it's not real. But, uh, Graham is funny. Uh, definitely got a dog for me, uh, from the middle of two years ago when we first, uh, interviewed. Uh, he got, well, he actually got two. He got one from that first litter and he got one from that second litter. So next year, uh, he'll be breeding. Uh, Ryan, he got two. Uh, my guy Mike out here in Chicago, he got some. Um, one of my other guys, Andre. Um, who else? I know I'm missing some people. And I, oh, my guy, um, my guy James out of Indiana. He got one from the litter, uh, two years ago. So these are all people that's coming on as breeders. They're going to start, um, uh, you know, producing colossal masses themselves directly for me. And, you know, until, until they get enough dogs over there. Uh, they ain't got to necessarily keep coming back to me. They could, you know, start really doing what they do yeah. on their own. But, uh, yeah, besides me, uh, if anybody, you know, interested in breed, um, if I don't have anything on the ground, you can always reach out to those people. Uh, like I say, they have it besides me. I'm pretty sure we have letters at different times. So, And on top of that, they might be closer uh, you too, you know what I mean? Because I'm in Chicago. Uh, they, it's George, what, Georgia, Iowa, uh, Pennsylvania, um, well, areas, you know, areas like that. So anybody that's like close, uh, in those surrounding areas that, you know, Chicago might be too far, you can always reach out to them and get the same dog, uh, same quality, everything, uh, that I get directly from me. Uh, for me, for me. So, um, let's see. I think we pretty much covered yeah. everything. Uh, like I say, uh, I do. I did just do a litter last. I mean, a breeding last week. So I do have a litter coming November seventh. Um, so that's gonna be uh really really nice. 
uh, nice body, good temperament, uh, real working dogs. Um, I'm actually thinking about keeping a, and I really probably don't even need, so I got so many dogs now, but I'm thinking about keeping one off this litter. Um, just because it's, it's a, it's a breed I've been wanting to do, um, since I got these two dogs. So, uh, we'll see if I'm gonna keep one or not, but, you know, just to give people heads up, I definitely get that. And, um, you know, just again, shout out to people who actually came on as breeders and next year, you know, look out for them. Uh, also, again, uh, the website, I'm definitely gonna get the Colossal Master website together so people could really, uh, you know, have something to get on and really look at what's going on as far as uh, upcoming litters, puppies, uh, studs, females, uh, you know, just different uh, pics and videos of them out on a regular basis. Uh, comrades at the Force Preserve, on stoves with the kids. Try to get as much hands on without actually uh, owning a dog right on back as I possibly can. You know what I mean? Just really get people interest up and just let them know, like, uh, um, this is what that dog going to be. You know what I mean? And uh, so when you... If you're interested in it, that's that's what it that's what it is. It ain't no, like I say, it ain't no fraud, fraud, or none of that about it. They exactly um, what I promote the dogs as. You know what I mean? And the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> right, for sure. That's awesome. Hey, this is uh, Sean from the Bulldog Social Club podcast. I have a quick favor for you. If you live in the Kansas City, Missouri area, and are looking to buy or sell a house. Uh, please contact my wife. Uh, she's a hardworking real estate agent uh, looking for looking for some business, and she'll make sure that you uh, you meet all your needs. Uh, if you're actually looking to move to the Kansas City, Missouri area, again, contact my wife, and she'll work extra hard for you, and she'll get you into that uh, that house that you're looking for in the good area, and uh, you'll be doing me a favor by uh, getting her some business. Thank you very much. Bye.